Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, as we come before you tonight, we are quite excited. We're excited simply because we can come to you in prayer. We can come to you to sit at your feet and allow your word to change who we are. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for all that you will do. And thank you for all that you have done already. Father Almighty God, may your name be glorified. We pray specifically, Father Almighty God, today for miracles. We ask for miracles for your people. We ask for miracles for those who need them. Glorify your name in Jesus's most holy name, my Father. Amen and amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we begin tonight, um, we're going to be looking at two things. We're going to be looking at, we're going to continue from when we left off last week, and we're going to be looking at the heart tonight and tonight we're going to look at how we can keep a healthy heart we're in the middle of a fantastic series by um that pastor Agle's leading us on and so we're just going to be speaking around that subject tonight and we hope you enjoy it if you have any questions or you want to listen again please go to the podcast um go to any of the major podcast platforms and just do a search for jesus house bible study and thank Thanks be to God and to the multimedia team. All the messages are there. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, what we want to do is we're going to, we're going to have a look at building a healthy heart. And to do so, we want to keep in mind our base scripture is going to be just where we'll start for tonight. We're going to go through about five things. Our base scripture, ladies and gentlemen, is Genesis 1, 26 to 28. So Genesis 1, verses 26 to 28, as we begin. And the reason we're starting there is this. So remember, last week we spoke about um, how we talk about, spoke about having a good heart and keeping it healthy and allowing the Lord to prune your heart. And we spoke about that, and that was absolutely great. So today, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to start, we're going to start at Genesis 1, 26. We're going to read to verse 28. And the reason I'm reading it, I'll explain in a moment. That will be our, our foundation text, so to speak. But we're going to go through quite a, f- a bit more. And if you do have questions, um, if you do have questions, then ladies and gentlemen, please put them in the chat. And to the best of our ability today, we will answer them um, just as we get to the end. Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28. I'll read it and then I'll explain. I'll read from the King James Version of the Bible first. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. 
And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we are taking that as our base scripture is this. Before we go into how we can keep our heart healthy, I just want to take a few minutes to look at the reason God wants you to have a healthy heart. And this is one of the big reasons. And what I want you to realize is the reason God wants you to have a healthy heart, that's heart, soul, and mind. Spoke about that uh, in a man. The reason God wants you to have a healthy heart is because his project plan for you and I. Now, we heard this on Sunday about God being a loving father. You realize that God wants you and I to be and to function just like him. Now, the reason we, I, we read that, and this is what God said, he said, let us make man after our image and in our image and after our likeness. The reason that's really important is notice, and I'll just say this and then we'll, we'll go into the rest of today. The Lord does the majority of the things that he wants to do by speech. So when God says he wants you and I to function just like him, remember that means one of the central things about who we are, apart from us becoming just like Jesus Christ and beginning to live on earth in all that he has won for us, all the benefits, beginning to do the work of the Lord, God wants us to begin to speak into our circumstances because that's how many of the changes you find the Lord does. That's the foundational thing he does. You'll see that in Genesis chapter one, various scriptures. Um, we can go to just, let's go to the first one um, for the sake of time. And so if you just stay in Genesis one, please, ladies and gentlemen, please turn. Let's, we'll start at verse one. So Genesis one, and we will stop at verse four, Genesis one, one to four. And the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. So ladies and gentlemen, what we realize is when God began his process of creation, notice what the first thing that he did. He wanted lights to come. He wanted to make a change. He did what? He spoke. Then what he said came to pass. Then he spoke again and gave it an assignment. And so, ladies and gentlemen, God wants us to function the very same way. And so you, this is what I want you to realize. And so I'm going to put up another scripture, please. And, I, and this is interesting. Please come with me, ladies and gentlemen, to Matthew chapter 12. 
And we're going to look at verse 34. The Bible says the following. Again, God's not speaking to you. He's speaking, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees who were completely um, out of line at that point in time. And Matthew 12, 34 says the following. Old generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Then Jesus gives us a massive key. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So ladies and gentlemen, out of what that means, your words, that for you to be able to be like your father, so to speak, your, so that when you speak words that come to pass, the Bible says it sits firmly in your heart. So if your heart, depending on what your heart is filled with, that will determine the words that come out of your mouth. Your words govern your actions and your actions produce your, your results. And so what you begin to realize, and, I'll, sh- and I'll, I'll wrap this point up just before we get to our um, declaration, kindly come with me to and we, we said this last week, Proverbs 18, reading from verses 20, and we're going to read to 21. And the Bible says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So ladies and gentlemen, we realize that speech is central to us being able to be like our father. It's central. It, it's so, so important. And so as we look at how to have a healthy heart today, I want you to keep that at the back of your mind, that the reason God wants your heart to be healthy, the reason is the words that you speak make a huge amount of difference. And so that's what I want you to realize. God wants you to be just like him. That means when you say something, it will come to pass. And so I want you to just keep that in mind. And that's why that was the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. And then we're going to look at the elements that allow us, we'll start today, we'll we'll definitely won't finish it, but we'll start today and we'll look at how to have building a routine so that we have a healthy heart. And okay, so let's take a, we're just coming up to 7.14 and we're going to pause and we're going to take our declaration speaking over the United Kingdom. And ladies and gentlemen, it means so much today. Today is a really important day. For those of you that are in the United Kingdom, you'll realize we have a new prime minister. We are going through a, a time where we really want the Lord to step in. And so this is one of the things we do. We speak God's word, and we make declarations. And so let's take our declarations. Oh, Lord, we are your people, called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray, and we seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we pray. Now let's make a declaration. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 
going off the back of that, it's a wonderful place to have our declaration. Notice, we, from wherever you're seated in the world, wherever you're seated in the world, wherever you're, whatever country, whatever city you're in, you have now made a difference in how that space runs, whether you're praying for the United Kingdom or a country that you live in. The fact that you can speak, God will hear and make things happen. It moves you into what we would refer to as the God class. It's the blessing Jesus gave us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, today, um, today I will go on and look at how we can build a healthy routine for our heart. And while we do so, we'll look at a few things along the way that will help us. But remember, notice, you are able to make declarations. And when you make declarations whereby you believe, you hear God's word, you believe God's word, and then you declare God's word, the Lord brings his word to pass, and then we see miracles. And so, ladies and gentlemen, so that's where really we speak over the United Kingdom when we say that God will be kind. So let's go on. So step one in building a, um, a healthy routine. Ladies and gentlemen, I will say this up front. These are very popular things that we do. These are very popular. The first one is this. Spend time studying the Bible. Now, there are lots of scriptures we can speak about, about studying the Bible. And what I want you to realize is when you study the Bible, there are, there are a couple of things I want you to keep in mind. I'm going to give us an example, a, a, pra a, a practical one of someone that found out something about studying the Bible. Now, and it's really important because we literally have just done it. The reason our declaration is we do our declaration at 7.14 in the morning and in the evening is we've, it's in the Bible, 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. And so at 7.14 in the morning and the evening, we declare God's word and those words will stand. So come with me, ladies and gentlemen, as we step one for building a healthy routine. Remember, this is just the beginnings. Daniel chapter nine. Let's have a look at Daniel nine and see what happens. Daniel 9, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 6. Daniel 9, 1. And I'll read. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Verse 3, and I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes, and I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes and our fathers and to all the people of the land. I'll pause there, ladies and gentlemen. So what I want you to notice is what keep it, building a healthy heart. First step, spend time studying the Bible. 
because, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is God's word to you. But in the Bible, there are, I'm not sure how many, so I'm not going to throw out a ballpark figure, but there are promises that God says in this circumstance, this is what I will do. Now, when you study the Bible, and the reason I said this is how to have a healthy heart is this. When you study the Bible and you're like that, when you discover a promise, you let's go through the steps. We read it. We study it. We meditate on it. Then we come to the place where we can now begin to present that promise just like Daniel did in the place of prayer and confession, and then we act on it. So ladies and gentlemen, what did Daniel discover? Daniel discovered that when God allowed Israel to go into captivity, he didn't make it endless. He said, you'll be there for 70 years. And he said, purely for the number of Sabbaths that the land has missed. So I'm leaving you in Persia for 70 years. And he said, while you're there, build houses, keep fam have families, have children, raise your children, because I'm going to come and bring you back. That was a promise. It's in Jeremiah. Excuse me. It's in the book of Jeremiah. Um, let me just make, yes. Okay, book of Jeremiah. And I'm going to read, this is what Daniel found out. So I'll read it to you. Um, I'll read from one. Now, these are the Jeremiah 29 verse one. We'll stop at the famous verse, verse 13. Now, these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captives. And to the priests and to the prophets and all to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. That includes Daniel. After that, Jeconiah, the king and the queen and the eunuchs and the princes of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem. By the hand of Elisa, the son of Shaphan and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Verse 5, build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, and take ye wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall you have peace. I'll pause there. Notice, that's why we pray for the United Kingdom and whichever country you are in because in the peace of that country, you will have peace. Okay, I'll keep reading. I'm at verse eight now. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams, which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. 
for thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. So God said, it's not endless. This is, it's not endless. This is something that I've sent you there for a reason. I need the land to rest. I have to judge it because I am holy. But while you are there, I'm not sending you to suffer. I'm going to send you so I can bless you and bring you back here. So the plan continues. Now, Daniel finds this out and he goes to God in prayer and he begins to ask for what God has promised and God answers his prayers. And I'll show you in both places, but let's read what else God says. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. This is the famous verse. So this is the context of these verses. The Bible says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Wow, this is preaching material. I'm struggling. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me notice the key with all your heart pause for a moment ladies and gentlemen so this is what daniel read and daniel realized that wait we've been in babylon for 70 years daniel arrived in babylon as a teenager by the time we get to Daniel 9, he's an old man because the 70 years was up. So he's at least 85. He goes to God in prayer and says, Lord, the Bible says that this captivity should only last 70 years. But this is what I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen. If Daniel had not spent time studying what was the scroll of Jeremiah or the letters, he would not have known that God said, this thing has a time limit. Oh, I, would, I wish this was a Sunday service and we could really crank it up. But let me say this to you. Please hear me well. Whatever you're going through has a time limit. And I speak into your life and I say, the time is up. May God just turn your seasons. May God bring his word to pass radically in your life. But notice, so let's see what happens to Daniel's prayer. And why am I saying this? I'll, I'll explain in a moment. Daniel now prays. He prays a long prayer, but I'm going to skip down to where God sends an answer. All right, I'm going to read from Daniel 9, verse 20. Daniel 9, verse 20. And the Bible says, And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord, by the way, presenting a supplication is asking the Lord for mercy. That means, Lord, 
even though we don't deserve it, step into our matter, okay? Presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, which is Jerusalem. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee or to demonstrate to you, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. So he comes and he says, I am an answer from God based upon your prayers. And the process that moves the Jews from Babylon back to Jerusalem has started. Why? Because Daniel spent time in the word of God. Now, why am I saying this? Please hear me well. When Daniel now has an answered prayer, what does that do for him? It gives him confidence to keep praying time and time again. It effectively works on his heart because once the angel has come, his belief gets stronger. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize the first step to having a healthy heart is spending time in the word of God. Find the promises, find the things that God says about you. You would be honestly amazed at how many things God has said. This thing has a time limit. This thing, all I'm waiting for you to do is come to me in prayer. That's what happens when you study the Bible and it builds your confidence in God. And it won't always start with big things. God will start with small things. God will answer small prayers. God will answer prayers that are not too urgent. God will, he will build you up to when you really need it, God will build that confidence. So notice in Daniel, I won't turn there, but I'll just tell you as I close out this point. In Daniel 9, Daniel prays, and on the first day of his fast, the angel shows up. In Daniel 10, he prays again. This time, it takes 21 days for the answer to come. Why do you think he didn't give up? because God had caused his heart to believe, because he had had an answer prayer. And so that's literally what God does. So when you spend time sitting in the Bible, not only does it produce faith, not only do you discover promises, but it builds your confidence to go to the Lord and speak, pray, and declare whatever you're asking for. And so the more time you spend in the Bible, the more of the process you begin to exercise yourself in, the healthier your heart becomes. It's 
And it's literally, and Daniel's example was wonderful. Because, and a lot, the last thing I'll say is this. Notice, if Daniel had not prayed, Israel would have been there longer than 70 years. But God was waiting for someone to bring his promises back to him. And I hope that's a word for somebody. When you spend time in the Bible, the promises God gives you or shows you, the example that he shows you, the promises he gives you in Jesus Christ, the promises he gives you about life, health, and everything else, please, ladies and gentlemen, take them back to God in prayer because he will answer you. And as you do so, he will keep your heart healthy the same way you keep your muscles healthy by exercise. And so that's the first thing we wanted to talk about. That, that's, that, that's, um, so the first part of having a healthy heart is spend time in the word of God. Now, to complete this point, please come with me to Psalm 19, and I'll read verse 7. Psalm 19, verse 7, and we'll read... We'll read down to about verse 8. The Bible says the law of the Lord, Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Verse 8, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. I'll pause there, ladies and gentlemen, and I want you to realize something. When you spend time in the word of God, while you are studying the word, while you are spending time in the word of God, God is spending time working on your heart. And when the moment comes that you need him the most, you will realize he, will, he has planted the answers on your inside. And so I pray for anybody believing God for a miracle. As you spend time in the word of God in the next few days, I pray that promises that are yours, you discover. And as you present them to God, God changes what might be a long-standing challenge. May God be kind. So let's go to the second thing we want to look at. And we've already seen it. Um, the second thing we want to look at is this, prayer. So, step one, the word of God. Step two, prayer. Step two, prayer. And so please come with me to Matthew chapter six. We're going to read from verses seven, and we'll stop at verse 18. Matthew six, and we'll read from seven. And we'll stop at 18. Now, this is Jesus. Jesus speaks about many things on the Sermon on the Mount, but let's have a look at what he says about prayer. Jesus says the following. He says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Then Jesus says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, 
our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, forever. Amen. Verse 14. The Bible says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. So pause, ladies and gentlemen. The second thing that we want to encourage you to do to keep a healthy heart is spend time in prayer. And when we say spend time in prayer, I want you to realize that spending time in prayer is not just asking for things. It is coming to your father and that there's a whole, there's a lot that we want you to learn about prayer. We're not going to try and pack it all in today, but I want you to notice. Notice what Jesus says before he teaches the Lord's prayer. Verse eight, he says, first, don't be like the heathen because they think if you talk a lot, then the prayers are great. He says, no. He said, your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. Then he says, after this manner, therefore, that means based upon the fact that God knows what you have need of, he says, pray like this. And then he starts, but notice what he says first. He says, when you come to God, start on your, based upon your relationship, our father, which art in heaven. Notice this is, this feeds on from what pastor said on Sunday. And I want you to please hold on to that. You have a loving father who loves you unconditionally god loves you and jesus said start your prayers there so that means when you come to god know for a fact you are not coming to a god who is a harsh cruel taskmaster and when you're speaking to somebody who you know loves you and you're speaking to someone who you can trust and you're speaking to somebody who you can bear your soul to, knowing that he's not going to get upset because he understands and loves you, all of a sudden the prayers change. And so Jesus says, focus first on the fact that when you come into the place of prayer, you start with our father, not just saying it, but realizing that God you are my father, and it makes all the difference. Then he says, and he goes through the prayer, I won't go through it today, but he says, which art in heaven, the fact that God is higher than anything you and I are going through, anything at all. And he is in absolute control and nothing can shake that. 
Notice what the prayer does. You're not asking for anything, but you are building a confidence and a picture in your heart that when I make my request, it will be granted. Why? I'm talking to someone who loves me. The Bible then says, notice what he says next. Jesus says, thy kingdom, he says, hallowed be thy name. Now, why does he say focus on God's name first before you make a request? Please think about this. When you hallow, hallowing God's name simply means, Lord, what you say about you. <laughs> I will do so. All right, I'll, I'll go through it slowly. Starting with our Father. Then the Bible says, which art in heaven. Now, let me back a couple of these things up. I want you to realize something. When the Bible says God is your father, let's remember the first scripture we read when we started in Genesis 1. God, father means source, creator, sustainer. It means he is totally responsible for you. The only reason you are you and I are here is because you have a father. Somebody thought through your beginning, your middle, and your end. So Jesus says, start with that fact. That means no matter what you are facing, realize that God is not taken by surprise. The second thing that Jesus points out is this, which art in heaven. And I'll read a uh, I'll give you a scripture to hold on to. The Bible says in Psalm 103, reading from verse 19, the Bible says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom ruleth over all. That means God has already already settled what he has promised you to come to pass the bible says his kingdom rules over all that means when god gives you a word or a promise it will come to pass irrespective of the opposition it faces in your circumstances and jesus said to remember that that when god says i'm going to do something he's like nothing is going to stop me so let me keep going because of time. The Bible then says, hallowed be thy name. I, let, I don't want to make a glib statement, but hold on to this, please. The Lord God is already famous for what you are asking him to do. And when you begin to do what I'm doing now, as you come into the place of prayer, just take the bits and 
the pieces and understand the truths behind them. What does it do? It gives you confidence to ask things from the Lord. Now, what does that also mean is he's working on your heart. So you're not coming afraid. You're not coming fearful. You're not coming timid, but you're coming with confidence because your father loves you. And the Bible says, hallowed be thy name. Think about it. God said of himself, I am Jehovah. Not only am I the covenant keeping God, but I am the, the, the word Jehovah means self-sustaining. That means nothing in the universe is helping God be God. He's the self-existent one. That means when God makes you a promise, irrespective of what's going on in the universe, he says, I can bring it to pass because I'm not dependent on anybody except me. That's what Jehovah means. He's the covenant keeping God. And look at the wonderful things he adds on the end of Jehovah. He says, I am Jehovah, just to give you a few, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals you. Jehovah Raha, the Lord God, your shepherd. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord God, your banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God, your peace, the one that makes sure that there's nothing broken. I mean, think about it. This is, this is what God says of himself. One of my favorites is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord God, your sanctifier, Jehovah, no, your righteousness, and Jehovah Mikadesh, the Lord God, your sanctifier, the one who makes sure that you are complete and set up for the task at his own expense. He's your shepherd. He goes before you, behind you, and with you all at the same time. And Jesus said, before you start making any requests, come to God and spend time doing this. Why? It builds in your heart faith and confidence in the person you are about to make a request from that your life will depend on. Then Jesus says, thy kingdom come. The Bible says that God's kingdom rules over all. I'll just use that, Psalm 103 verse 19. That means if God has made you a promise, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, I'll use this as an example. So you can please turn there if you would like to. And I will turn there for um, accuracy. I'll read it in the Amplified Bible. Isaiah 55, verse 11. This is what the Lord says of himself. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Listen to me very carefully, please, ladies and gentlemen. When God gives you a promise, and why am I speaking about spending time in prayer so you have a healthy heart? Because it is in this process that you begin to realize that God actually means what he says. And God says, if I give you my word, my word will bring itself to pass irrespective of your circumstances. And he says, all I want you to do 
is believe me. Now, that's not too difficult to understand because think about it. If you go to pick up something that you've ordered from a shop and they say, wait in line until the number on your receipt is called. Notice you wait confidently because you've got the receipt, the number is there. When your number comes up, you go forward, they give you a box that may have the picture of what you bought on it, or it may be a brown box. And if the brown box comes and it's like, is this yours? Can I see your number? Okay, here's what you bought. Notice you don't open it in the shop and check it in front of the shop assistant because you have confidence that based upon my receipt and based upon their processes, they will keep their word. Please hear me, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer affects your heart because as you do this regularly, the more you believe the Lord, the healthier your heart becomes. And the Lord says this, Hebrews 11.6. This is why it's so important. And prayer is a wonderful place to understand it. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. As you spend time in prayer, that becomes a reality. As you spend time asking, not just asking, but understanding this is who I'm coming to ask something of, it builds a confidence. So when you make your request, you do so in faith. Okay, let me go on. Jesus then says in the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Aligning yourself with God's will is one of the most wonderful things you can do because God knows tomorrow. To put it mildly, really mildly and not celebrating his greatness, God knows what's going to happen next. And that you access that in the place of prayer. Now, notice you haven't asked for anything yet. You're currently just literally spending time in what God has already done, who he is, what he has promised. You haven't got to your request yet. You're just still in the realm of God. I know this is going to happen. I know what I'm going to ask you is going to come to pass because you are this, you are this, you are this. So you are focusing on your father. It will shape your prayers. And when it shapes your prayers, it shapes your confidence in him. And so ladies and gentlemen, we realize aligning yourself with the will of God is critical. So how do we do that and I'll, I'll say this here and then I'll move on to close this out Jeremiah 33 reading from verse 3 is key the Bible says the following and I'll read from the amplified classic version 
call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden which you do not know do not distinguish and recognize have knowledge of and understand ladies and gentlemen when you spend time the phrase used is extolling your father celebrating who god is reminding yourself what god has done the bible says god will tell you what you did not know remember what jesus said at the beginning of the lord's prayer he said god already knows what you have need of that means as you spend time with him he is literally leading you to the place where he'll say ask for this and the rest will be miraculous the bible says god will show you things you don't know things that are hidden from others what time to go for an interview what where to apply for who to date who to marry god will show you what you don't know and then he says right now i've told you ask me for it and this is key and when you now present to the lord what he says he wants to answer the bible is actually quite clear that all your prayers will be answered because you spent time with your father first so prayer is spending think about okay i i i, I want to give you a scripture to back this up and then i i, I will i'll move on first john 5 14 to 15 so if god tells you ask me for this this is the result first john this is the first book of john chapter 5 and i'm going to read verses 14 and i'm going to stop at verse 15 i'll read it both in the king james and i'll read it in the amplified bible first john 5 okay this is the king james the bible says and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his what will he heareth us pause jesus said in the middle of your prayers thy kingdom come what thy will be done that means lord before i even make my request i submit to your will and no one else's the bible says once you pray like this the bible says when you are praying according to the will of god he hears you and the bible says verse 15 and if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we have that we desired of him so ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna we're gonna pause this teaching in the next few minutes we're coming to the end of the day we will pick up from here when we start again but i want you to realize notice what jesus said he said that listen spend time with your father first focus on who god is what god has done 
what God is willing to do on your behalf and then submit before you even say a word that God, you know what, no matter what I'm asking for, let your will be done. The Bible says, whatever you say next, God hears you. And the Bible says, if he hears you, what you ask for, he grants you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, notice, why am I saying this? Repetitive, answered prayers build your faith. Spending time with your father, realizing that God is building you on the inside while you're spending time in prayer. And this is something I want you to realize. The Lord's prayer really saved my life. Just saying it every day. As you come and go through the prayer, it slowly reveals itself to you. God reveals the secrets that are in the prayer that you would never notice if you rushed through it. And the Bible says when he reveals those secrets to you, he says, pray like this, say this, do it this way. And that's when you realize that, oh, so all of a sudden your prayers become short. Let me say this, let me say this, let me say this, and you get results. It's because you've taken the time to approach the Lord in prayer, to hear what he has to say first. And the Lord's prayer is wired like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord wants you to have a healthy heart. So step one is spend time in the word of God. Step two, spend time talking to your father notice what the and this is i'm going to end it here i'm not going to go any further there's more to say there are three, there's more points but we'll pick it up the next time we speak but i want you to realize something jeremiah said something and please hold on to this jeremiah said when you call unto me god will do what he said i'll answer the purpose of prayer is that it's answered that's why god designed it god may not aren't when god answers you it will shape what you say next and it's as simple as a child going to one of their parents mother or father and the father says you know what your let's say let's say your the um he the child goes to his mother and the father is in the kitchen baking the mother will nudge the child and say, listen, go and ask your dad for a cake. Say, a cake? Go and ask for a cake. Why? Because the mother knows the father is baking. The child goes along, daddy, 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 can I have a cake? And it's like magic. Cake there is. Why? Inside information. And ladies and gentlemen, please hear me. And this is my prayer for all of you. As you spend time in the word of God and, the, and prayer this week, may God give you inside information so that when you pray next, no matter what you are facing, may God hear you and may the miraculous build your relationship with God. And I say this very sincerely because God's not, God is not difficult. He loves you. He actually wants to tell you. Now, this is, I, I won't go into this this week, but next time we meet, we will. God is bursting to tell you, pray it this way so I can do it for you. Because he has fun when he gives you these things. He's working out something. So ladies and gentlemen, 
please, as you spend time in the word of God and in prayer, I want you to realize God's working on your heart. So the next time you come, you're more confident. So he can tell you bigger and bigger things. And then you get to the point that when you come to the place of praise, that listen, your needs are set. Let's talk about things beyond you. But we'll talk about that the next time we meet. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say, I know this is a little bit unusual, but a lot of our children went back to school today, whatever country they may be in. And so we ask that God blesses them and God keeps them on their journey as they begin a new school year that God is kind to them. The Bible says that, that God will bless. God will bless your children, even if they're tiny. God will bless them and keep them so that they're not on their own on those journeys. God will keep them safe to and from home, to and from school. And for you, ladies and gentlemen, my prayer is very simple. I pray that this week God gives you inside information. I know it sounds really spooky, but really, he just wants to. He wants to tell you that pray like this because I want to do it for you. And may that mark the turning point in your journey with him. May long-standing issues be solved this week because you spend time in the word and in prayer and your heart is turned to the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful evening. Um, if you do have questions, we'll pick them up next week. Have a wonderful evening, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. 